You're listening to the teaching of Calvary Paris. For more information, go to www.calvaryparis.com. Amen. Well, it is customary on that first Sunday of the year to cast vision and to talk about some of the things that lie ahead. And I am going to do that now, this morning, because 2020 is definitely going to be a different year with a new work of faith for Calvary Chapel Paris. And I'm confident that God has great things in store for you guys. There's no denying that changes lie ahead. And this may be difficult for some of you to hear, but nonetheless, I need to share it with you. Since there's no easy way to do it, I've written a letter to you guys, and I'd like to read it to you now. And hopefully this will help us to get through this. To my beloved family at Calvary Chapel, Paris, how do I start? There's no getting around it. This is just going to be difficult. I guess I will start by saying, first of all, that I did not see this coming and that what I'm about to share with you will be as much as a surprise for many of you as it is as it was to me. I was asked specifically to pray about taking over Calvary Chapel, Reno Sparks. Nevada, when the senior pastor, Tom Lutweiler, retires later this year. Calvary Chapel, Reno Sparks, Nevada, was started 27 years ago by Pastor Tom as a home Bible study in his house. It has grown over the years, and God has blessed it. Many of you know that I grew up right outside of Reno in a little town called Fernley, Nevada. Reno's basically my old stomping grounds. In fact, my sister and her family still live there. Pastor Tom, the pastor there, asked me if I would pray about taking over his church for him when he retires, which will be this year in July. Outwardly, at that moment, I laughed because I thought he was just being funny. But as I looked at him, I realized he wasn't. I replied, Tom, you're about five years too late. I'm right where God wants me. Rebecca and I love where God has us, and we plan on being there a long time. So, no, I don't think I'm your man. Pastor Tom said, well, just do me a favor, favor and pray about it. He then shared a little of the backstory with me from his perspective, and he told me that the night that I had preached there at Calvary Chapel Reno Sparks, all the way back in June of 2013, for those of you that don't know, they came down on mission ships while I was in Costa Rica several times. They're a big reason why we were able to build our church down there. And he said, Pastor Tom said to his assistant pastor the night that I preached there, I think that this is the guy who could take over for me when I retire. I told him, sure, I'd at least pray about it. And I went about the rest of my day and moved on from it. But that night, the Lord woke me up at 3 a.m. to pray. I remembered that I had said I would pray, and so I began to pray. I sensed the Lord speak to my heart that this was something that came from him and that he was going to lead me every step of the way. I then turned to Exodus 33 chapter 33, verses 12 through 16, and I prayed, Lord, if you are not leading me, then close this door. Don't bring us up from this place without your clear leading, and you'll have to speak to my wife too, Lord, because she has to hear this from you, not just me. Later on, in a special worship service in which we waited on the Lord and prayed with other pastors at a conference, the Holy Spirit was speaking to my heart, and he gave me a specific word of confirmation. Rebecca was not at this service, but amazingly, God gave the exact same words to her 
Later on, that same night, without me ever saying anything about it, this is how our great God works. He always confirms his will through two or three witnesses. At this point, my heart was filled with sadness for our wonderful staff and the amazing people of our church, all of you guys. Because I know that this is not going to be easy to hear, but I also know without a shadow of a doubt that I serve you all at the pleasure of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is the captain who gives us all our marching orders, and if he's calling me away, then I know he will raise up a shepherd in his name to comfort and to lead his body here. Since then, Rebecca and I have continued to pray and to seek the Lord for affirmation of his will for us, and God has continued to confirm his will for us in this with scripture and godly counsel. Now, please understand, I hate the pain that this is going to cause some of you, and I hate even more the criticism that it will evoke from others who just don't understand, but I cannot deny that God has spoken. He has called us, and I serve at his pleasure, and in my heart, I know I will answer him. With all that being said, my dear brothers and sisters, I am letting you all know that I have submitted my notice to the board of directors. I plan to resign and relinquish my position as senior pastor of Calvary Chapel Paris, effective after preaching my last sermon on Sunday, March 29th, 2020, three months away. Let me just say how hard this is for myself, for my wife, and my kids. We absolutely love it here. Paris, Texas has been a wonderful place for our family, and we have thoroughly enjoyed being here. We couldn't have been more blessed with wonderful people than the body of Christ that is you guys, the Calvary Chapel Paris body. We truly believe that God brought us here to put down roots and to stay indefinitely. That's, we, we really believed that. As for the vision that God gave me of planting 20 churches over the next 20 years, I believe that is still what he has for me, and I'm taking that with me. But I also believe that to be the direction that this church will continue to go in. We absolutely love the people who are Calvary Chapel Paris. I love you guys. This is hard to do. And please know that we would never do this unless our Father had spoken and clearly confirmed to us what we are about to embark on. With that said, I believe I've been a faithful shepherd here. I believe that I am leaving you guys as a beautiful and healthy bride of Jesus Christ with an amazing leadership team and an amazing staff. This church is doing great things and will continue to do great things. And I will be watching and praying carefully from a distance as the Holy Spirit leads you in the future. Before I end this letter, allow me to discuss one more important thing. According to our bylaws, I was able to make a recommendation for my successor to the board of directors. Of course, that recommendation had to be accepted through a consensus. And after spending several weeks in discussion and prayer and seeking the Lord's will for our church, the board has offered the position of senior pastor to Pastor Justin Golden. He has accepted the offer. And barring any convincing objections, will be assuming the role on March the 30th after my last Sunday. Again, I want to thank you guys for your understanding and support during these next several months. I would just like to close by saying that my family and I have felt so much love from you all. You have ministered to us. You have built us up. You have taught us many lessons that we couldn't have learned, except for right here in Paris, Texas. My kids love coming to church here. 
We never have to fight our kids to get them in the car to come to church. They love it. They love this church. They love being here. You've been more than generous to us, and we will always hold you in our hearts. We've made lifelong friends here. The Lord gave us a verse before we moved here from Romans chapter 15, verse 32. The Lord told us that we were coming here. He said, that I may come to you with, the joy, with joy by the will of God and may be refreshed together with you. Guess what? We have been so refreshed by you all here. We have come to trust you guys, and we believe that you trust us as well. It's been very sweet, and we love you dearly. And I will always remain your submitted brother in Christ, Pastor Phil. And I just want to close by saying one more thing before I call up the elders and Pastor Justin as well. But I just want to say to you guys that this is an opportunity, I think, for us as a church to either be united in Christ together or to be divided and have disunity and, and, and bitterness and complaining and that sort of thing. And that's what Satan would love. Satan would love that. But I, I, I truly believe that we can overcome the enemy through being united in Christ, in Christ Jesus, right? And I understand that this may not be something that you guys were even expecting or, or, or knew about, but, but guys, I can't stop what the Lord has done. All I can do is say, let's, let's do what he wants us to do in the midst of it. And uh, that's, that's what I believe we'll do. But I'm gonna ask our elders to come up at this time and uh, just uh, close us in prayer this morning. So, And we don't, this isn't all of our elders, by the way. A couple of them couldn't make it this morning, but these are the guys that are, that are here with us. So come on up. If uh, anybody has any questions or wants to talk about this, uh, feel free to find any one of uh, the, the board or um, either any of the pastoral staff um, or the, the gals in the office. So um, everybody's happy to share what we know. And uh, so having said that, if you'll pray with me. <clears throat> Lord God, you are um, so good to us, Lord. We just lay down our lives and our will. Father, um, we're reminded of, of so many times the, uh, in the New Testament, they um, talk about being slaves to the gospel. Lord, and that's what this is all about. Lord, it's about us um, submitting um, our heart's desires and our will and uh, the paths that we travel, Father, to your will. Father, this is one of those times, Father, we know that you're going to provide. Father, there are there are those times in our lives when we can't see down the road. But, Father, we pray that you just remind our, our minds and our, our hearts and our spirits, Father, that um, you knew about this day when you, before you framed this world. Father, you knew about um, the things that we would need to be, how we need to be girded up. And, Father, just the forgiveness we need each day, Father, before you frame this world. So none of this is a surprise to the God of creation. And Lord, we just thank you that you are... El Roi, the God who sees us. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, we thank you for being the God who catches every tear. Lord, we just uh, pray a special anointing on Pastor Phil. Lord God, as he's going to this uh, um, new land, Father, where he's um, pulling up stakes and moving uh, his precious family there, Father, in obedience to you, Father, to, to leave his comfort zone, Lord, and to... Um, just know that he's in your in your will. So we pray that your your spirit would come on him anew and afresh. Father, empower him. Give him the vision for what you'd have him do there. 
And Lord, we just also pray for, for Justin, Father, as he's stepping into a new role. Father, that you equip him. Father, that you give him um, just a fierce, uh, godly boldness. Lord, that's, that's filled with uh, passion for the gospel. Father, the vision for this fellowship here. Lord, we know that you've been so faithful over the years to, to give us vision, to give us the means, to give us uh, the strength to do the things you'd have us to do. Father, we thank you for the growth that so many of these brothers and sisters have had in the last uh, couple of years, Lord, as they've just spent time in your word and, and uh, letting you just heal their hearts and their spirits, Lord, that, they, uh, that they're not encumbered. And Lord, we just, we just uh, give all praise to you for that. We thank you for the opportunities that are before us. And Lord, we just, uh, we just pray all these things in our precious Savior's name. Amen.